What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Ships Across the Border. My name is Max. I'm here with Chris. And today we have on Big Sam. It's like croutons in a soup. Don't turn down any opportunity, whether it's a camp, a clinic, because you never know literally who's watching. Make your own decision to stick with them and know they're the right decisions, right? And even if they aren't right, don't regret them. Uh-huh, he didn't know creatine existed. <laughs> <laughs> so he got him some creatine, and he's like, oh, yeah, lift heavy weight. <laughs> ship across the border. I ship across the border. Ship across the border, man. Welcome back to Ship Across the Border. Yeah, hi guys. Big Sam. That's what Coach calls me. What? That's what Coach calls me. I don't know. That's extremely weak. Coach said some super sus shit. Remember when we? I was walking on the ice bath just now. This was like uh-huh. 20 minutes ago, and you were talking to him, and I said, "What should we?" Uh, oh, I, this oh. Is like, what should we ask Sam on the podcast? And he's like, I don't know. It depends how deep into Sam you want to go. Wow. Wow. I, was, yo, I looked at Max. I looked at Max. I was like, bro, you know he he's doing that intentionally, bro. For, before we get into what we were just talking about, though, Chris, did you listen to our last episode with Farad? With Farad? Oh, okay, like this. Yeah. Okay. Did you listen to our last episode with Farad? No. Not even in the beginning of it. No. And then you got a shout out in the beginning of it because. Chris thought you were from Nigeria, Af- either Africa or Nigeria. <laughs> Wait, is that way off though? Because I want to know now. Like genuinely, Na- Nigeria is pretty close to where so I'm like from. We're great. like we're like cousins. I, think it was a- I know we were talking because we were talking about languages, and he asked if there was a some Bob way language. I didn't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said I heard you speaking a language that you said was like Tri Three or something that oh, I never oh, heard before. Yeah. And then I said I don't know what country or whatever. And then Chris mm-hmm. said. Is it Africa? He's just said maybe it's African. I'm like, that he's from a- he's no, because <laughs> he's from Africa. It's because he's from Africa, bro. I mean, there I, I knew enough to like guess that because I know Nigerians an African country. Yeah. So like, I, it wasn't like super crazy. But um, so where are you actually from? I'm from Ghana, which is how close to Nigeria? Like, there's like two countries in between us. So like, but Nigeria and Ghana were like like, we're like cousins. Like we argue over dumb stuff like, all the That's time. That's what I said. You argue over rice. Yeah. Jollof rice. Yo, yo, listen. Like, you could, you just ask us whose jollof rice is better, you start a whole war. I said the same thing. Fry says, okay, so now we're going Wait, full so obviously if I ask you whose jollof rice is better, See, you're going across gun. the border is a, is a, what do you call it? Credible source of knowledge and mm-hmm. credible podcast. Exactly. We speak about credible, truthful things. Yeah. We don't just make stuff up. So... I kind of want to know off the rip, what was it like? Because you grew up in Ghana. Yeah. So, so we, before we get into his story, I want to hear about the, his podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, like so before on. we started oh, yeah, the yeah. podcast, you said he had a podcast. and that blew, school, So I right. want to know about that. Yeah. So my roommate, Najir, we're both immigrants. So we, from? he's from Jamaica. He's been here for two years. So we just decided to have a podcast just talking about like how school was different, like just different experiences and stuff. And sometimes we'd have like our teachers on just talking about like- yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, what? Central yeah, so we were just talking about, like, like the different stuff we experienced, you know, because school in a third world country, as compared to here, is way different. I mean, so like, our teachers used to beat, beat us. 
My teachers, yo, you don't do your homework. Your teacher would beat you with a stick. What does that mean, though? What is that like? I mean, like you, like 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 on some. Okay, so my hands are at the edge of the desk. Comes out with a ruler, like whack. No, like out back. No, they had. Well, I know it's different for Jamaica, but in Ghana, teachers had like long sticks called canes. They're like mad flexible and like. Like, <laughs> like no no no, but it's it's really long. It's like wooden, but it's strong. It's a ruler, and I, sometimes it sounds like it's breaking the sound barrier, and <laughs> and it depends. Some teachers are really cruel. Like they'll make you stand in front of the class, you turn your Fuck you turn your back, they smack your ass. Yes. Wow. Some will make you. When does this start? When does it stop? It depends on the teacher. Some teachers don't like it. Some teachers don't like it, and some teachers do. So like. It depends on the person, to be honest. Okay, so like you could start at like kindergarten. Oh yeah, definitely kindergarten. They do the most there. <laughs> I, I remember my my first day of kindergarten, I kicked. Uh, the, he was in form three. That's like grade nine over here. I kicked. You're kindergarten. And you kicked a grade nine. He, he he was doing. I forgot what he did to me, but I kicked him in the nuts, <laughs> and he okay. went to tell my teacher, and she beat me. Like first day of kindergarten, I remember that. That's, that's, should we be allowed to? This is wild as yeah, fuck. No, no, no. But it's, I, the I thing literally is, just said we speak about credible information. It's a credible, I, I, informative podcast across the border. So I guess we gotta I, that in. I feel like it works sometimes, but a lot of teachers get carried away. And there's mm-hmm. been a lot of situations where they've hurt a kid for life I'm from sure, doing that. I'm, I'm sure. So it's. Wow. What, what are yeah. the differences in school? I was, was going to say off rep. Like, what was it like I, growing I up? I think school is harder. Like, in, oh, sure. everybody says every, everybody says that American school is easy as fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, we. We used to have like. I mean, it could also just be because you were in fear of getting your ass pulled. No, no, it's just we used to have like, like I feel like with American classes, like testing is like we used to have like two straight weeks of just tests, like, like exams. Yeah, multiple every day, every day. Yeah, like multiple tests. Like so, you you take your like your regular classes and then there's like an exam period where you're just taking tests every every day. Shorter, so it's like. How long was each test? Um, I mean, it depends on the class, but... Were they shorter? No. Oh, so they're long tests, like yeah. very hard, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, I, I've never... I went to a Ghanaian system school, and then I switched to, like, a British system. So, maybe I don't know, maybe it's different with the Ghanaian system. But my mom took me to an international school just because she thought it would be better. Okay, so this is probably a good time to sidestep. Like, what was it like growing up in Africa, like, compared to here? Yeah, I mean... Did you grow up in Africa? I grew up in West Africa, Ghana. So oh, I'm, I just goofy tweet. bitch. I thought that's its own country, no? What? Is Ghana its own country? No. It's, it's a, Africa's a continent. Yeah, this this is Af- what this is what yeah, people Africa. mean when they say people in See, North this America. Is how I know I'm not y'all, the dumb one. Do y'all don't have geography class? I just I do, Africa's a continent. I know my shit, trust me. <laughs> Ghana, Ghana's a country in Africa. I yeah, know Ghana's I'm on a country in West Africa. I'm on it, bro. Okay, so what was it like growing up in Africa? Um here. It's fun. Like I just you know, a lot of a lot of people like when you tell them like they imagine a life of poverty, which mm-hmm. does exist. Um, you know, that have that's just everywhere though. Yeah, it is. But I mean, with ours it's kind of extreme, I get. Um obviously historical reasons, colonialism, you know, we've been through a lot in terms of that and we're still trying to get back get to a level you know, but I mean, I enjoyed my time there. Our food is great. Um that, that I'm sure. I feel like all like ethnic places have such good yeah, climate. I love the climate. Like I hate winter and fall. To be I honest, relate to like, that. F- the only thing I like about fall is the trees. But in terms of weather, you want something insane that you would probably think like this is so insane. Me and Chris are walking outside this morning to the um, 
that left. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, it's so nice outside for December. Like that's probably insane to you because like bro, it's I'm gross. Crazy. I hate this no, weather. This is a meat. Like this right now, there's there's a there's a foot of snow in Canada right now. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's Canada though. You say that's Canada where I live is like that's normal. Like, like that's not that north. No, I don't live that north. I live like mm. like an hour from like Buffalo. Like mm-hmm, I live mm-hmm. pretty. Like if you're talking about like relatively close to the equator, it's mm-hmm. probably pretty comparable to here. Like not, it's not like parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so there's there's no there's no winter in Africa. Um, depends. South Africa does. I know some countries in East Africa and their mountains it snows, mm-hmm. but generally no, there's no winter. Mm-hmm. So so like, what are some common misconceptions that people from here have about like where you're from? Um, other than like, the poverty thing. The houses we live in, like I've I've literally had people ask me if I live in trees. Yo, that was Mike. Because <laughs> it's not even when I was in middle school, people used to ask me that. Um, people ask me if we live in. Was it coming from a good place, or are they just trying to be an asshole? Sometimes I feel like they're being genuine, and sometimes I feel like they're just trying to like. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of like, what's the word? Like, fuck, animosity. No. What no, What, what are you trying to say? Oh, ignorance. Oh, ignorance. There's a lot of ignorance, I feel like, in the Western world about yeah. other parts of the world, especially here, mm-hmm. just because we're not, like, really taught that. And the only kind of, like, I guess the only way you can perceive, like, of what's going on in other places of the world is through social media. And yeah. you're not going to see the, all the nice or, images in Africa. Or you, but you you're can, just going to see the mud huts. You can yeah. also yeah. meet people from, like, those places, too, exactly. Exhibit A. I've, exactly. I've, we're in a... We have a segue and we have a mm-hmm. way of meeting other people from other different backgrounds. That's why we do this podcast is mm-hmm. to hear the stories of people who came from all over the world. But like people in your hometown are not going to meet someone who just came from Africa. I mean, I had yeah. just, we, had, we had Jamaicans. We had Jamaicans in our small 300 person town. <laughs> Jamaicans are from the Caribbeans. And I'm not saying like that Common misconceptions. You're a lot less exposed to that. But I was also going to say, we apologize for any... Um, ignorant anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is coming from a place this of ignorance. Oh, place listen, of listen, listen. And I guess ignorance. Yes. But we apologize for any. I mean, let, let me tell you something. Like, in terms of the whole world, the perception of Americans is that, like, or like, just not just America, like, North America, people from North yeah. America is that, like, I don't say people think you're dumb. But people guy. think you guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But people think that they're ignorant. Like, because I feel like. Especially when I came here, like I feel like a lot of Americans are stuck in a bubble where like For all sure. they know is For only sure. what they see in their lives. You know, I feel like that. Like, are you learning about other places in the world in school? Yeah. So that's the thing is in schools, and I mean I've been to school in Canada and America, so have you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. There's not really much like learning about other mm-hmm. cultures, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. That's that's like, a fact. Like history is in Canada it was Canadian and yeah. I guess world history, but just like the main events. Like it's also it's, like, it's kind of impossible to teach the you would learn so much more just by either one visiting the place which you'd learn a lot more but yeah. just even meeting the people than you could ever learn in a classroom yeah, yeah. I agree with you but at the end of the day like he had probably had a better he, he definitely had a better conception of what America was like mm-hmm. what North America was like than we do of what Africa is like yeah going back to the question common misconceptions mm-hmm. about where you're from yeah com- common misconceptions um let me think I might yeah Hold on, I just spaced out. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was going to ask something. I'll come back. So when yeah. you were talking about, like, you had people ask you if you live in trees or, like, uh-huh. like I feel like one of the common, maybe probably not misconceptions, because there are definitely places that are like that, that uh-huh. are, have, like, is, like, people live in, like, mud huts and, like, Yeah, skin. yeah, the mud huts and stuff. So that's, and that's, def- that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every place that I visit, like, the structural, the structure of, like, buildings, the structure of, like, mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. is different. So in Can like, and this was, like, first brought to me, 
by Mac because Mac was like, yo, the houses here look a lot like houses in Tampa because when he came to stay with me for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Canadian Thanksgiving, like, what do you mean? Like, houses are houses. But then, like, as you go and you vi- visit different places, like, houses yeah. in Buffalo look very different than houses here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very different than houses in Canada. So what are, like... I guess, like, what, like, materials are house... Like, are there a lot of brick houses? Yeah, like, yeah. Because in the U.S., there's not as much brick houses and more... I don't know what the word is. The, is like, it wood? No, it's, like, t- like plastic. It's not, like, plastic, but it's, like, some sort I know of what material. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's very common in the U.S. That's not very common in Canada. It's just, like, different places have different ways of building structures. And I'm curious what... Because I know it. there is, like, mud, stick, stone, whatever, mm-hmm. in Africa, but I'm sure that's not the general population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it depends on the the class of families that... Okay, okay so, of course, there, there are mud huts. Like, I don't like to admit it, but there no, are. Of course, but there's also levels yeah, of poverty in yeah, yeah, and then there's the... The houses, like, I used to live in were made out of, like, cement, cement blocks, you know? Okay. Yeah, and then... There's also people like like if you go to like the ghettos of Ghana, like some people literally make their houses out of roofing sheets and stuff, whatever they can find. <laughs> whatever whatever they can find is what they'd use to build their houses. So but in general, like where I lived it was just cement blocks and yeah, that was Ghana like it's a it's a city structure or like how it, it, it depends, to be honest. We only have one major city. Mm-hmm, which is and it's super overpopulated. Like I, I can't stand it in December. Um, what city is that? It's called Accra. Accra. And, yeah, that's where I lived. And everybody, literally everybody wants to move there because mm-hmm. it's the only, like, one thing I like about America is, like, like there's major cities and it's so spread out. Mm-hmm. Well, you would so, fucking love Canada then because there's, like, you have everyone in the major cities and then you could go for miles and not see a single I live, person. I live 35-ish minutes, no traffic, to downtown Toronto, like, where the Raptors mm-hmm. play and, like, CN Tower. And then, which is... I guess kind of still considered Toronto. Mm-hmm. Chris lives like two and a half hours from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, there's 300 people in my hometown. If I wanted to drive straight, I could see nobody for like hours. There's a, like, lot, of, there's a lot of like rural like landscape. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I, I just like New York, Miami. Uh, what? Are these all places you've been to? No, 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 no. no. Like I'm, I'm just mentioning like the major cities yeah. there. And like with Ghana, it's like it's so heavily focused in one spot because literally like – the they only invest money in Accra, so everybody wants to move there. So Accra is is, is a nice place to grow up in, but it's also very sketchy because all the people move. Some people move to places with no plan, like yeah, like let's good. let's just move there and see what's gonna happen. <laughs> and then they move there, they notice oh snap, money isn't falling out the sky. What do I do? All right, let me go steal. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, I remember um, I was sleeping. Um, I woke up, my phone was gone. I was like, I seen, I seen my charger on the floor. I was like, what? The, what? So I ran outside and I see like, um, like big uh, footprints, like of someone like climbing out the house. And I'm like, yep, they stole my phone. I checked the, I, I, I go and find my iPhone. I check it's in like main Accra, like the center of the city. I'm like, damn, like they got me. <laughs> and that's that's so common. And the thing is like, there's so. Like if stealing was a sport, like the the guys in Accra, like they their top one, like gold gold medal, bro, because they, they they the way they steal, like they they have like these. So wait, someone okay, hold on, hold on. Someone broke into your house. He didn't. He didn't even break into my house. He opened my window, pulled the charger out. They have they have something. I don't know. I've never seen it in my life, but like it's like it's it's almost like an urban myth at this point. Like they have a like a long stick with like a magnet or something on it mm. that they put in people's houses and just snatch the phone and go 
and they just do that. I'll, wow. And the, when I felt so, that's that was the one point in my life. Is that why you're walking around with a fucking tablet right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no my, my phone's broken, y'all. My phone's broken, y'all. But yeah, that was the one point in my life where I felt unsafe in Ghana because I was like, like this, this that was the first time that mm-hmm. like obviously people have done like legitimate harm to you if you yeah, really wanted to. If they want and my the thing is my siblings were sleeping right next to me mm-hmm. when that happened. So like I actually felt scared for and you some, have how many tell the camera how many siblings you have. Yeah, you know, I got like I got like 10, 11, 12. I, I did, I'm losing <laughs> track. I'm losing track at this point, man. I'm losing track at this <laughs> but point. But surely you know all their names. Of course I know all their names. Rattle them off for me. Uh, I should start? Yeah. All right, so names. we got Macarius, we got Junior, we got Ted, we got Elliot, we got Elizabeth. We got John Wyatt. Um, we got Alex, Alexa. We got Arlene. Uh, what's what's her name? Angie. We got, we, what's the baby's name? Th- that's John Wyatt. But he, my my dad has other kids with, and you've met them. How many no. Oh, you've never met them. No. How many full siblings do you have? None. You also all have. They all have. It's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna come from a place of complete ignorance, but like I have a very strong distaste for American roads, and I think Canadian roads are just so much yeah. better. And I want to know what the roads are like in Africa. Oh, the roads are non-existent. Let me tell you. Let me. Do, this, <laughs> I'm saying like my my our roads. Right now, uh, listen, America roads. Like when I first came here, I was like, oh my god, these roads are so smooth. Because <laughs> when I tell you, African roads are terrible. Like it's like, like a roller. It's like a, they only pave the ones that the politicians drive on. Cause the politic the politicians control like, so the the roads towards the airport. He's driving and they're paving it ahead of him. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm saying like I'm saying like um, so like our version of the White House basically, it's like it's it's around where the airport is. So like in Accra, like that place is very concentrated, and that's where all the politicians drive to and stuff. So that road gets like redone like every year basically because the politicians don't want to drive on bumpy roads but like if it's a road that like like just regular people are driving on it's terrible like and the thing i hate so much is that like we we pay chinese people to come to ghana to do it for us we pay them a lot of money and then the road lasts like six months next thing you know there's potholes everywhere and it's is that's it it's it's done like it's it's literally like a roller co- like i used to be going to school and it's <laughs> The the cars are just it's like off terrain. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. basically. How? Why are you like? Why are you here? Like I was gonna, I was gonna get <laughs> like, that. I was like, so how, <laughs> yo, why are you here? Why are you in my country? How long? How long this did you say? My country. How long did you? Right with you, bro. How many years did you spend in, in Ghana? Um, fourteen years. And then you came here in grade nine. No, I actually came here in grade six. I'm lost now. Are you like twenty five? How's that work? Fourteen years. I've been here for four. And you're in grade six. So I, no, no, let me explain. So I came here. Let me explain. I'm, let me explain. I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. So I came here in grade six, right? Yeah. Uh, stayed to grade eight, but my grades weren't good. Okay. So my mom said. Shit, your ass back home. Yes. <laughs> basically, your ass beat at home. Basically, basically. But it worked, though. I came back. My grades were amazing. Mm-hmm. So she sent me back, and I came back for my senior year of high school. And then. That's, so when you originally came here, like your whole family moved up here, or no? It was it was just me and my stepfather. My mom, my mom doesn't really like this country. To be honest, okay. she doesn't your like. Mom is back in Ghana. She's here now because she she came to give birth, but okay. she doesn't she doesn't really enjoy being here. She has a business in Ghana, so um, that's where her heart is. To be they honest, they make long sticks there. <laughs> um, so why did your stepfather move? 
My my stepfather's always lived here. Okay. Like, so you just came here to live with him. Yeah, yeah. He's lived here since he was like a teenager. And is there basketball in Ghana? It there is, but it's there's no infrastructure. Okay. Like I didn't get introduced to basketball until I came here. Mm-hmm. Your senior year? Which is what I would have expected. No, in, in eighth grade. So I, so I got introduced in eighth grade. I'm, to be honest, I've been playing soccer for most of my life. Um, I, can see I, that. I went to a barber shop once, and the barber was like, damn, you tall. Get on my team. I was, I was like, all right. I was like, whatever. <laughs> let me try. Because everybody's been asked to try basketball. Um, so. Wait, so where is Seti from? Because I'm like trying to connect the dots here. France? You, no, but. Didn't he? Didn't he live in a place kind of like where he lived for a part a period know. of time? I don't know. I should go back and look at that on the podcast. But so you started playing basketball here mm-hmm. in grade six, grade eight, grade eight, mm-hmm. and were you good? Did, did there was there was obviously potential because you can jump out of the fucking gym. Yeah, um, I wasn't good. I I sucked because obviously I'm a soccer player, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoyed it. That was that was basically the. The, the the main thing about it, um, what, and I was worried because when they sent me back to Ghana, I was like, man, I'm not going to have any chance to develop because um, there's really not much there. You know, they don't invest in basketball. I'm starting to see a change in it, yeah. but to be like, it's not really something that most Ghanaians have in mind. Mm-hmm. So when I went there, I was playing mainly pickup for the, like the next three years. And it's it's very different from the way people play basketball here. Yeah. Um, you know, here people are skilled, but in Ghana, like everybody's like a physical force. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm facing guys that are like six, seven, swole, <laughs> like all, the, and I'm and I'm like 14, 15. I can't guard him, mm-hmm. so I have to develop my body, and that's just what I did yeah. when I was over there. So at what point? So you played through high school, then obviously. I didn't. I didn't play any on any team. I was just going to the You're park. Just, just okay, playing at the park. So how do you end up trying to play college basketball then? How do I end up playing? So. It's funny because if you asked me this four months ago, I would have told you that I'm I'm never gonna play college basketball because I kind of gave up on myself. Okay. When I when I when I came here for um, high school, I went to Springfield Central, which is one of the best schools in Springfield, the best to be honest. Everybody else sucks, but um, yeah, I was playing behind like a lot of like D1 football players, and I didn't. My expectations were kind of like warped when I first came because, you know, I didn't know how good I was compared to the average American kid. Yeah. And I, mm, I, I was facing a lot of grown men. I wasn't like, because most of the people who, so I was facing a lot of grown men. Um, so when I, when, I came, when I came here, I didn't know what to expect. And I remember my first game, I thought I was going to get so much playing time just because, just first of all, the team we faced sucked. And... Um, yeah, I thought I was going to get playing time, and I remember just sitting on the bench. Like, my family came, because, like, oh, Kwaku's, that's my African name, Kwaku's on the basketball team. And I was just sitting on the bench. I was the clock, I'm watching the clock go by. I played, like, the last, like, two minutes or something. And I remember that, like, after the game, I just started crying, like, because I'm like, like, yo, I suck. Like, like I'm in America. Man, I thought I was gonna be leaving the basketball dream. Like I'm terrible, <laughs> and and I feel like that was like a reoccurring theme that season. Like just learning that like, like the basketball I was playing in Ghana doesn't mean nothing. Doesn't mean anything here. You know, like yeah, yeah, I'm taller than a, a lot of guys. Yeah, I can jump higher than a lot of guys. I can do all that, but I just I'm just not there mentally. Like as compared to these guys who've been playing since they yeah, were. You just need the reps. Who they've been playing since they were out the womb, and and I'm here. I'm a soccer player, like you know. Sometimes, 
And that was like a big debate with me in my head. I was like, did I make the right choice switching from soccer to basketball? When, I f like, even though, like, my body's most suited for basketball, like, I was like, maybe I could have used this mm -hmm. in soccer as well. So yeah. it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a big well, challenge for me. How did you get recruited to come here? I wasn't you recruited. You walked on, right? Yeah. You I, walked on. Yeah, I'd, I was like, to be honest, I didn't even pick Elms because of basketball. Um, you know, I, I liked the school, and I, and I went, and I, and I was like, you know what, let's just try, let's just try, go to tryouts, you know? And I was I was surprised, because when I went to tryouts, like, obviously there's good players, but I didn't see a lot of people who could match me physically, which which shocked me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe I have a chance, you know? And by God's grace, I made it. Mm -hmm. So you talked about how you were in high school, and like, well, I was... But sorry, Coach P knew who you were, though, right? Yeah, but, like... I wasn't... He didn't recruit you, though. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I didn't even know Coach P was at the school to the end of the year. I was shocked. I was like, I've never seen... I, I never saw Coach P at Central. Really? Never. But he, he never said anything. He never like said, yo, you should come to Allen's or anything like no. that? I wasn't recruited by anybody. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> we just pulled up. But you said that you were debating quitting at one point. Yeah. So why did you... What was your why? Why did you keep going? Um, My family. Um, My mother, especially. Like, she... Because... I, to be honest, like I wasn't enjoying basketball. Some like I, I went to I tried out AAU because I I only tried AAU for like two weeks, and I just didn't enjoy it. Like it was like it was like they sucked the fun out of it. And why it, did they? How? Why AAU basketball sucks? Like I don't. Well, I can kind of agree with you there, but AAU, why? Like, so I'm playing as a big man, right? And I'm playing with guards. Who like I feel like they're just playing for highlights. Like yeah, that's what AAU basketball is. You yeah, go, this go is and get like yours. like I'm just standing there while you're taking like twelve dribbles mm -hmm. and take, shooting step back shots, and and yeah, I'll get a rebound, maybe do a putback or something. But it's like this isn't fun. Like we're not we're not we're not actually playing basketball. You're just playing for clips. Was your team good? No, they suck. That's that the thing. Even worse. They suck. We were losing a lot, and I'm playing with guys. Yeah, you're dropping forty, but you t you t also taking forty shots. Like you're taking so many shots. So I, you know, I was like, I'm not enjoying basketball anymore. So, um, I, I was telling my mom this, and she, she like, she she seen how much I wanted this like when I was younger, yeah. and and she knew that like I wouldn't just like let it go. So so she just talked me through it and. You know, when I when I originally came here for tryouts, like my attitude was like, oh, I don't care if I make it. But internally, I knew that if I didn't make it, like it was gonna hurt me. And when she told me that, like, like speak it, like, like, because the tongue is powerful, basically. That's what we believe. And she just told me to speak it into existence, and that's that's just what it was. Mm -hmm. So something we've talked about in this podcast a little bit too, and I I don't know if I have firsthand experience this, but like first year immigrant kids who like have to see their parents struggle when they come to the country for the first time, usually develop a sense of hard work mm -hmm. and um i'm wondering if that was instilled in you yeah always um i remember before my mom sent me back to to ghana because my grades were bad um we had a a meeting and she like a family meeting no, no 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 like the 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 teacher told her to come for a meeting because Cause like I was doing poorly, like I wasn't focused. I I, I was going through a lot at the time, and I, school school wasn't like on my mind. And I remember my mom just we were at the meeting. There was my the teachers were just like like going in on me, like complaining this this that. 
Like I, I was reading comic books instead of doing my homework. Like like they said every time he's always reading Naruto, <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah, cause Naruto is better than your homework. But um, yeah, and then I remember my mom just broke down like crying. She was like, "Quick, like I'm I'm working so hard because like like the conversion rate from our currency yeah. to dollars is it's it's not it's not easy to like." And my mom was paying my school fees for with her business from Ghana, and. She was. She just broke down crying, and that that was that's when like I had to wake up. Like that's why like when I went back to Ghana, like was that a turning point for you. Yeah, when I went back, cause she was she was working so hard, sending money from Ghana to pay for my school fees, and and I didn't realize that at that point. Like at that point, I was just like, oh, I'm in America, I'm chilling, and and I realized that like I I that was I was like I messed up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. She, does she care that you're playing basketball, or she just wants yeah. to get good grades? She she cares she cares a lot about my basketball journey. Mm. It's like uh, Pat we had on last episode said his parents didn't really give a fuck; like they wanted him to go become a doctor, go all this extra shit. But like, my, so my mom likes that I'm playing basketball, but to her, it's not the end all be all. Yeah, what is, the, what is the end all be all for her? What does she want you to be? Just what's, to be what's successful. Your what's your goal? Me, I I just like to take basketball like. As far as basketball, I'm not talking team, about basketball I'm talking about just like, in life, yeah. just in life. Oh, because like you're, you're, I guess, I mean, I'm coming from a privileged point of view because mm-hmm. me and me and Chris both, because we've been born in North America. You were born in a third world country. Mm-hmm. You are privileged compared to the people who you grew up with, mm-hmm. as you have the opportunity to be here mm-hmm. and have a lot more resources and opportunity yeah. to make something. So, what is your goal? Does that make sense? Like, in terms of, like, careers? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do with the opportunity that you've been given that not a lot of people who you grew up with have? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm an accounting major. I want to... We're the same accounting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, I wanted to start my own business. But also... All three of us are in the same accounting class. I just bricked on that. Oh, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> see, I be seeing you, but I, I never clock it. Yeah, yeah, I see you, but I never, he be, like... He be risen up. Me? Yeah, yeah you. Oh, oh nah, bro. That's not my type. That's not my type, bro. Don't worry. That's not my type. But yeah, um, I wanted to start my own business. Basically, I'm not sure yet what I want to do. But also, I also want to go to law school, and I want to work here, make money, and then go back to Ghana and just start business. You want to live in Ghana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- one thing I don't like is that a lot of Ghanaians once they leave, they never want to come back, and I feel like that's the reason why we're not seeing our country grow. Is because Every all the Ghanaians that are successful don't bring anything back to the country. Like, you know, yeah. meanwhile, with America, like all the successful people are here, mm-hmm. they're building stuff in their communities and stuff. Yeah. Most Ghanaians will leave, and they're making the UK richer. They're making Switzerland. They're making Germany richer. Like, but it's, it's we're never making our country better. You know. So, how many people from your hometown or home city actually ended up leaving and going playing basketball somewhere? Um, or sports in general. Actually. I actually had one friend. Um, shout out Abu. He's he's in Mississippi or Missouri. I forgot where he was. Um, he was so when I went back to Ghana for my ninth grade year. Um, I remember I thought I was going to be the tallest guy in the class. I was only like six one in ninth grade. Um, and then this dude walks in. He's six five and he's like fourteen. And I'm like, damn. But he couldn't he couldn't hoop like he he couldn't hoop. And then. I remember like a couple of years ago, he got recruited and he, he went to Cali. He went to a school called Salesian. No idea. Yeah, I, I had him like, but then he's in Mississippi right now and he has, he's like 6'10 now. Is he playing high school or playing college? He's in high school right now, but he has a lot of D1 offers. Jesus. 
And and I'm just happy to see it because I think it's crazy because not only is he my classmate, but we're also from the same place in Ghana, like, like from the same, we're from Cape Coast and we all, we both moved to Accra. So not only is he like just my classmate, he's like, he's like, he's like my, I don't want to say tribal brother, but basically we're from the same tribe. So yeah, yeah, we're from the same tribe. So, so it's yeah. like pretty rare that someone leaves your hometown and goes and plays or even just leaves in general. Some of them leave when you're really old. But like as teenagers, too. yeah, and there's not a lot of recruitment going on. Like sure. I'm seeing it like grow now, but it's not a lot of recruitment. Like, so what do you miss about not being home? Because I know we kind of talked about the food and stuff, but what else do you miss about not being home? Um, I feel like the people in Ghana are very friendly. Um, there's this something. There's this like. At home. Yeah, I, but it's not. It's not just like I. I. I get this feeling when I'm not here. Though, like, like there's just there's a certain level of genuineness that like other countries have as compared to here. You know, like a lot like of America's people. fake. Sometimes it is. Yeah, you know, because yeah, it is. Like, but it's also different because like your people aren't here. So like you're around people that you're just meeting for the first time. Like it's the same mm-hmm. thing. When I go home, obviously I feel more at home. I feel more there's more. Mm-hmm. That's just because that's my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like obviously we're not in the same yeah. position because my people are closer, but yeah. like that's just because when like at home is your family. So obviously mm-hmm. it's gonna be more genuine. But I'm not saying Ghanaian people are nice. I'm just saying they're 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 more honest. Like if a Ghanaian person hates you, it will eye you up and down. Like like I've I've had there's a lot of fake love in America. Yeah, there's like a lot of fake love. I mean, I'm not saying I want people to like express your hatred towards me because. Obviously no, but like sometimes, like, like I can't explain. Like you, you meet you meet someone here, and like they'll smile with you, have a conversation with you, but you, the vibe is off. Yeah, yeah, I can't explain it, but that's what it is. Um, how old were you when you started lifting, or do you did you yeah. like? Because I was just saying, because he'd be awky as fuck. I've been lifting for a year. I probably still don't <laughs> have. Um, so I've seen him in the weight room. Yeah, yeah, I, I lift now, but the thing is, in Ghana, gyms are so expensive. Like. So I don't know. So our currency, right? I remember I went to a gym once. I was like, Do you know what the direct conversion is? Well, back then it was one dollar was five CDs. Now our economy is terrible, so it keeps it, it gets worse. Now I think it's like twelve or thirteen, which is crazy. Our economy like f- went really bad like after COVID. Mm-hmm. But I remember I went to a gym once, and I was I went to ask the man that, um, like how much is. How much is a monthly membership? And he said five hundred. Now five hundred. Well, during that time, that one five hundred is uh, that's a hundred dollars. If one five, yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred dollars per month. How much is I'm dying in Canada? Know. If I wanted to get a year membership, it would probably cost me like six hundred bucks Canadian. Canadian, so it'd be like like four hundred American. Four hundred American dollars. Yeah. I want a year, yearly membership. Yearly in Canada, yeah. Yeah, but like monthly, monthly, like it's not that expensive. That's quite aggressive. Yeah, and so a hundred per month. First of all, you're in Ghana. The average person doesn't even make that much mm-hmm. to be like they they make gyms like a privilege. Like I remember, I used to go to the gym with my mom. I don't know, that's a different gym. I don't know how much my mom used to pay, but like I feel like I'd only go there and see rich people. Or people that weren't from Ghana. Like anytime the I wait, were the weight rooms like the same? Like it was the same. And it wasn't even high quality weight rooms. Like they were terrible. Like the equipment is worn down. It's old. Yeah, but like it's cause it's one of the few gyms in the country, so we can charge you as much as we want. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying we don't have gyms, but like 
It's like a privilege. It's like a monopoly. Yeah, I I go in there. I see either rich Ghanaians or people that aren't from Ghana, like you know, foreigners who can who can afford to pay for it. You know, so uh, for me, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Let me let me um, resort to. I used to do a lot of calisthenics. Um, I can see that. Yeah, a lot of calisthenics. Like it, it just like, what are you push ups? Push ups and pull ups are like my bread and butter. I don't I don't really enjoy doing it now, but because now I have a gym, so. I, I can't. What do you do for your balance? Like, how do you be jumping on a trampoline? Okay, this is. When Sam dunks, it looks like he's jumping on a trampoline. Bro, <laughs> he be, it's fucking nuts. I might put a video in here of him doing, but bro, he jumps off of springs. So it's is is funny. I remember um I watched the video of John Morant. Um, his dad training him. He's jumping off the tires. I was like, I don't have the tires, but like he's jumping on an elevated surface. So there was like um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's basically like a stair, basically um. So I used to just jump on that, like do the same thing he did. And I had like a little table that my mom used to like cut fruits on. If she found out about this, she would kill me because <laughs> she used to cut fruits on it. And I used to you just bare ass feet. <laughs> I used to just jump. I used to do like plyometrics on that table. And my bounce just went up like crazy just from doing that. And I also used to sprint. Sprinting, so I didn't. I don't really lift much for my legs, to be honest. I don't. I don't like. I don't think training like a bodybuilder does much. Into if you want to be explosive. Oh, shit, I mean, maybe I'll start taking your advice over Chris. Yeah. But I've I've been doing that. I've been doing that type of shit for years, bro. And I'm still like L- plyometrics. Yeah, his genetic potential is probably significantly higher than. Yours. Yeah, I mean, obviously genetics, obviously genetics, but you you have to train to be explosive. I don't think like just being able to lift a lot of weight with your legs is. I can lift a lot of weight with my fucking legs, and I can't touch the rim. So, <laughs> have you been able to touch the rim? I've been able to grab the rim at one. Point. I've never been able to dunk though, and that's probably at this point never yeah, gonna happen. But to be fair, to be fair, I got my first dunk at like thirteen with no like no weight lifting, like nothing. Like How I just, you? I was like five eleven, and You're like like what? Like and what? then my my older brother, I wasn't, I didn't play any basketball. This was before the the barber told me to come to the gym. Okay. Like to, to join his team, and my older brother was like, "Oh, let's go to Western New England," and I went, and then I was I was just like, "Oh, like we were done with the game." I was just like, "Let me try dunking." Remember, I dunked it. I'm I'm five eleven. I'm at, I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm freaking out. And then like for the next year, I couldn't dunk at all. Like I did that once, couldn't dunk, but that was pushing me yeah. to get back on it was that a fluke. It was a fluke. It was a fluke. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like I jumped really high that one time. We just went with no expectation. Yeah. 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 Um, are there some things that you see people in America like take for granted when you've come from Ghana? Um, just just resources. And I mean, I feel like schools here are so blessed with like, you know, like even like gyms and like they, I know like I've seen schools here that people call terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, if this was in Ghana, like it's state of the art, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, they like say Elms. no. People be like, yeah, but if if Elms was in Ghana, like this would be a good school. You know, is but obviously the standards are so high here. So you know, I can't, I can't compl- like you can't get mad at them for that. But no, not saying that our facilities are bad either. But it's just like when you go, for example, like you went to MCLA and you see all those insane mm-hmm. facilities and got and yeah, guys yeah. are like, yo, like that's crazy. You probably have a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, but you know, for for me, like. No, I I just learned to appreciate everything here a lot more just because, you know, when, like, especially, like, the gym here, like, 
when I was in Ghana, I didn't have access to a gym because it was so expensive. So when I'm here and I'm, you know, I have a gym that I can go to. Like even Berkman's, like I know people call Berkman's a crappy gym. But like I just, I love going to Berkman's to hoop because, you know. Speaking yeah. of that, what's like your routine kind of like? I feel like you've made a lot of progress from the first open gym yeah. until now. So what do you, and I've seen you in Berkman's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, should work in. So, what is your kind of regimen? Stomping that Daniel one on one. Shout out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I do face Daniel a lot. Um, I my main goal right now is just learning to be like. I don't think I want to be a player as a big man. There's, I'm not saying I want to be. You've been working on hezzy pull. <laughs> yeah, you I'm not saying an unreal fucking wing. If we could kick it to you, take one, he, one punch. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I want to be a point guard or anything, but just learning to like move around the court and stuff. So. I've obviously been working on my handle. Um, it's, 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 it's a bit iffy right now. I feel like when I dribble, I'm kind of stiff, but it takes time. Obviously, I haven't been playing basketball as long as most people. Um, obviously, working on my jumper. Finishing is definitely the most important thing because I feel like even if I can't shoot, if I can just, like, like one thing I struggle with is dunking on people, which is crazy. But, like, there's some times where, like, I get high enough to dunk on someone and I'll go for a layup because I'm like, damn, I didn't realize I could have dunked that. So that's that's like something I'm trying to work on right now. For a lot of people's mental, it's probably actually a good thing that he can't do that because I've only watched yeah. like five practices, but one of them, he came down and he got up there and he just went like this. I was like, bro, it's like whoever's under the rim is so I, fucking also, lucky. Also, something that's like very, I guess, well, you don't really be shooting jump shots, but something mm-hmm. that's very like, I guess, surprising is you're a knockdown free throw shooter. Yeah. Do you be working on that a lot? Yeah, I work on, the first thing I do when I get in the gym is shoot free throws. So like, and I don't I don't shoot it like for a center. I just shoot it to to like I feel like oh. So I have I, it's I won't say it's a drill. It's not, but like I have this little thing I do where it's like I have to make three in a row. And at first that was like really difficult for me just to make three free throws in a row. And I was like, if I miss one, I'm I add one more. So like I kept punishing myself basically. So with that, you learn to be care, careful when you're shooting free throws because. My problem was when I when I got to line, I'd just throw it up, like just just get there, no routine, nothing. Get the ball, throw it up, clank. It was, it was bad. Like I remember I was playing fall fall league, and is that central? Yeah, at central fall like fall league basketball, and I had zero points, and I could have had ten points from the free throw line. Was it over ten? Yes, I missed everything, and they kept they fouling clo- me. Were they close though? Like what? Was it, like was the free throw close, or was it like all backboard, all rim? It. So, so, it was bad. Some some front of the rim, some back. <laughs> the thing is, I kept changing my shooting form. Like I was like, "Oh, this don't work. All right, let me try this. Oh, this don't work." Do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, that was that was my problem. I kept changing my shooting forms. So I went like zero for ten, and it, that team was tiny. They kept following me and stuff. I couldn't make my free throws. That was a bad. Game. We won that game surprisingly because I, I was getting rebounds, but still, that was horrible. So we talked about goals outside of basketball. What are your goals inside of basketball for the well, next three years? I want to be an all conference player. Like I want to be. I want. I don't. I'm not saying I want to be that guy at Elms, but I want to be someone who can contribute. That's like. That's that's like one thing that like I would love, you know, because I feel like on many basketball teams that have been here, it was like I was I was you know the coaches were kind of scared to to um, put me in the game because I would mess up and stuff. And, you know, obviously I was learning the game. So I just want to be good enough that I can contribute, you know, because th- winning is like, I, I love winning. Like, that's it. Like, 
I don't care about stats as much as winning. Like, if you've seen me, like, there's been games that haven't touched the floor, and you see how how I be when when we win. Like, you remember how I was jumping? I ran into Coach. Coach fell. Like, that's I don't care if I don't t- like if if we're winning, bro. Um, that, that's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get up soon. It was like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I think we could wrap it up. Just kind of just um, I have two. last two questions. Yeah, last two. Last two. Okay, we got two more questions. This is from. You go, bro. This is from Pat. This is we, we do on the episode. Is we on every episode we've had one person. The last person to come on, they ask a question for the next person, and mm-hmm. we've kind of already touched this. But what motivates you to keep pushing through adversity? Motivate. Family, definitely family. Um, and I, I say my own pride because, you know, I, I, me personally, I can't stand, like, the idea of giving up. <laughs> yes, he's, he's from my country, too. He's from Ghana. I'll be speaking true with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, like, just my family and my pride as a person, like, as a, as a man, like if if I fold under adversity, I hate that, mm-hmm. you know. And I've had times like that, and I look back on it like never again, you know. Because personally, like it it sticks with you yeah. as like it like every time I think about like I remember um, Hoop Hall Classic. You you guys know the Hoop Hall Classic? I've heard so much about it in Springfield. They talk about, like they talk about it in the episodes, but I don't you, know you guys should it. go. Like it's, it's, it's going to be happening like January. Like all the top. Let's go to the yeah. Game, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, not how Springfield College. Okay. All the top high schools come to Springfield because mm-hmm. obviously birthplace of basketball. Yeah. And I remember we had a game, um, and at, like I said, top place. I remember Ray Allen was there. There was mad NBA players there. Um, the Kentucky coach Kyle Perry was there and stuff. Like the lights were bright. I'm and and I'm shaking like. Like the coach put me in the game, bro. And then when I said I couldn't even catch the ball, like it was bad. And every time I think about that, I'm like, yo, like that was a moment of, of adversity for me because like I folded under the pressure. I couldn't cast the ball. I, yeah, I scored one bucket, but that was terrible. Like I could have, I could have easily done so much better. But I, it's like I held myself back. So ever since then, it's like something that like I I refuse to let happen. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's gone to me. But I work on it now. You know, just learning to to push through like such circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the last question we kind of ask all our guests is just what's one piece of advice you give you on yourself? One piece of advice? Just, maybe just... Who, maybe you trying to make it, trying to play college, like, play, or like kid, you're in your position from home, want to play college basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say just just to keep pushing. Um, you know, a lot of people will tell you that you're not good enough to do something. Uh, one thing I've learned is not to listen to people when it comes to your dream. You know, because if, if I listen to a lot of people, like, even at my school, like, I wouldn't even be here, like, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even tried out. People people always, like, tell you, like, people always think they, they know what you're capable of, but you, you, you determine what you're capable of, you know? And that's just, you know, I, just, I, I love to prove people wrong. That would that's, be my main piece of, piece of advice, like, enjoy proving people wrong. Essentially, that's that's like I enjoy that feeling so much. If they tell you you can't do this, do it. You know, it, if it's something you truly want to do, yeah. Thank you for coming on. All right, we gotta get out of here.